Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market, more than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein, here's your host, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to you all. Hope everybody's well as we uh, wrap up the month of June. Year's half over. Yeah, it's in amazing, isn't it? In some Feel- respects, yeah. I can't believe we're here. And in other respects, it seems like it's already been a decade in the last few months. Yeah, and the weather just got nice. And now I'm thinking, oh, it's, you know, November's coming. I don't know. No, uh, November's a coming. long way off. Yeah, well, let's hope so. I, I really hope the weather holds off. It's going to be, be a little, little rain cloudy. on Sunday. And then yeah. it's, supposed to be, it's supposed to be perfect next week, yep. which is fabulous because I'm on vacation next week. Oh, a whole week? Um, yeah. I'm just taking some days, hoping to play as much golf as possible. Well, good for you. We've been playing quite a bit also uh, at Royal Oaks. Uh, the golf course is in great shape. The greens are mm-hmm. running are so fast that if you're not paying attention, you've got a 20-footer coming back. It's, I've, it's tough. I've had a few of those uh, lately out at uh, Forest Hills, but my man Torgan's putting, I got, I bought a new putter grip, so I uh-huh. got something that's a little thicker, trying to take my hands. A, a super stroke. Super right? stroke, yep. Which, so, which size? Uh, the medium one, not the super big fat one, Yeah. but the, I don't know, it's about, yeah. about an inch <laughs> total wide from one side to the other, maybe okay. a little bit cushier. Yeah, I think that's the same one I play with. So, it's a 3.0. Yeah. It's a uh, very good grip. So uh, our first golf tip of the day is that if you if you find that your hands are manipulating the club face a little bit too much through your stroke, a larger grip like that yeah. takes the emphasis out of your hands and your wrists, put them, puts them back into your arms and the movement of your chest through the so, through yeah, the shot 236 tee time trying to uh we'll see if we can sort that out then we'll see if we can keep drives in the fairway but that's another issue i, I got it sometime sometime this week i'm seeing you it's coming so be really? prepared yeah all right i'm leaving town the, <laughs> i gotta protect myself i can't break 90 and it's just torquing me off all right well i uh, short game short game short game is a one way you yeah, can but, uh, not being behind a tree off the tee would help immensely. It certainly does, although I played yesterday not very well. I uh, I had too many clubs in my bag. I shoot 74 with seven clubs in my bag. I bump it up to 11 and shoot 80. So uh, I would say uh, it's not the number of clubs. It's the It's basically learning how to stay calm. On the tee, get yourself aimed properly, check that ball position, and make a swing. Nah. 
Uh, my point yesterday is some of my best holes I would, I played out of the trees. I I hate making bogeys from the middle of the fairway, and I did it a bunch yesterday. And when I found myself in the trees, maybe it was my concentration level, uh, focus. You know, I was saving a par and making a birdie. It was crazy. Well, it should be a good week. Uh, We will be off for the 4th of July. We're taking a holiday. Center and Saint are taking a holiday, from what I understand. So next Saturday, uh, enjoy your 4th in whatever capacity you can do safely. And uh, everybody enjoy a nice three-day weekend. So uh, so we got a lot to cover. Uh, we did find Sanders. Jeff Sanders will join us uh, the, today. He was uh, on a flight that got delayed. He was stuck in the air. So he apologized. But Okay. I'm holding fi- my breath. Yeah. For, for no, I texted, I texted him this morning. He said he's good. I kind of want to find out what it was like on an airplane. That's my first question. Yeah, they came out with a... No, I don't, he might fly charter because he's a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> not that big a deal. He's probably back in those back seats next to the outhouse. The uh, uh, Some of the airlines came out yesterday and said, we're packing our planes again. We don't care about the middle seat. And then others came out and said, oh, actually, we do care. Yeah. So we're not going to fill that middle seat. So we'll, so we'll see what Sanders is flying. We'll find out about that. Find out about what he's here and how it's going as we're seeing more COVID tests, more guys withdrawing from the tournament on the PGA Tour, how that's going, what they're learning, and how that's going to be applied in the future. Doesn't look like they're going to shut it down here, even though they've had six or seven guys drop out this week. Uh, and then uh, we'll get an update uh, on how things are looking down the road as we get closer to some of the majors and the FedEx Cup playoffs and all of those sorts of things. So Jeff will join us at 815, 830. Our good friend John Grothy, who's the head pro at Willamette Valley Country Club, uh, he was doing he was playing a lot of golf. He did the 100-hole challenge earlier this week, raising some money for the Children's Cancer Association. So uh, we'll check in with him. It's been a while since we have uh, chatted with him, so we'll see what he's up to. And uh, kind of the state of the game down uh, down the valley, how it's going so far. Well, they've made some great improvements to Willamette Valley Country Club. It's a fantastic golf course. Uh, you didn't need to do much to it. Just keep it in great yeah. shape. But they've got a new uh, workout facility. There's a oh, lot wow. of good things uh, going on. If I live closer there, I would jump on that membership right now. Okay. John is not a young man. A hundred holes is a lot. We're going to see yeah. how he feels see, today. Even gearing up, if you've got a big weekend and you're playing thirty six, or you, you know, who can do that anymore? I, I don't know. Dirt's doing it today, so he's down at Running Y. Oh, that's a great golf course. Yeah. Have you played it? I have not. Oh, that is so much fun in Klamath Falls. I, uh, I, I love it. My wife and I used to go down there quite a bit when uh, Jim Scogstead. Uh, PGA member, a uh, longtime member, was the head professional there. Mm-hmm. He always hosted us and made us feel comfortable. It's no different now. There's some great people down there. Uh, a uh, Arnold Palmer golf course, yes. design golf course. But, uh, yeah, that's fun well, it, we, and a, I got a great week. shape. Who knows? I yeah. got nothing to do. So, without further ado, uh, we do have professional golf being played here, uh, and they're underway at the Travelers. So, let's go inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards, the latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. So we've got uh, the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour uh, both in action. Uh, The Corn Ferry Tour is in Utah, the Utah Championship. And you've got a tie for the lead right now. Paul Haley, the second, Kyle Jones. At 13 under, Josh Teeter is in a group at 12 under. Some familiar names not too far back. Martin Piller uh, is at 11 under. Uh, And then you've got Ryan Brem, former winner out of Pumpkin Ridge. He is 8 under. They will get uh, teeing off a little bit later this morning. But a nice story. Last week, Chris Kirk uh, got the victory at the King and Bear Classic at the World Golf Village. He came from four back on the final round. Uh, to win with a birdie on the 18th at 26 under. And uh, Chris Kirk was one of the up-and-coming rising stars a few years back on the PGA Tour. He won at Colonial, uh, get his first victory, but then he had to uh, step away and uh, took an indefinite leave, uh, worked through uh, some some abuse and depression uh, issues, substance abuse and, and depression issues, and 
He came back uh, the previous week. He played at the uh, Colonial. He right. as a previous uh-huh. winner. He had there finished uh, tied for 60th, made the cut, and then parlayed that into a victory. And so, it's know. very tough. They, I think uh, people are under the impression this is a lot of uh, oh, clowns and joyful times. And for any player, even in the best of times, it is a very difficult road to hoe. I uh, imagine yourself living out of a, a suitcase week in and week out to a different golf course. Um, and it can create some problems, uh, particularly if you're not playing well. Uh, you know, substance abuse is more more rampant than we realize on yeah. tour. And, you know, we can point right back to Tom Watson. Dustin Johnson. That, yeah, there's... And and yeah. Watson's gotten over it. Dustin Johnson seems to be doing well. It's just a struggle to to pull yourself through that lifestyle. Uh, although I would have liked to have had the chance. No right? question. I I think I could have avoided. Although depression, you know, yeah. I feel t- I play a bad round of golf, and I my income does not rely no. on it. I it's, feel yeah, terrible. especially well, especially these guys starting out. If you're trying to make it, yep. the it's such a thin margin between getting there and getting nothing. Right. And and different from most other sports where you get paid by just being there. You gotta play, you gotta perform week in, week out to make any money. Well, you're an independent contractor yep. and anyone who has ever been one in any business understands the ups and downs of, of being an independent. So uh congratulations to him and hopefully uh he can uh get back into the winter circle on the PGA tour. That's where Webb Simpson ended up last week. Uh what a wild ride in the final round of the RBC Heritage. Twenty two under par uh 64 finishing up. He beats Abraham answer by one Daniel Berger, who won the previous week came back and was in it again with four rounds in the sixties to finish tied with Terrell Hatton at 20 under, but these, the fields that we're seeing with so many of the top players playing now because of the reconfigured schedule. And then you throw in hot youngsters. We've seen the Colin Morikawa's in there. Abraham answer Daniel Berger, along with the big names, former winners, major winners. Boy, I I hope the PGA Tour is paying attention to this and wondering how they can replicate it when they are able to get back to a full schedule because having most of the top players week in, week out, going at it down the stretch with – 12, 15 guys within two shots of the lead on the back nine. Yeah, they're playing yeah, some pretty short. a lot of fun. Yeah, they're playing some some courses that you can you can score on. There's nothing like scoring that gets people excited about golf. I mean, I am, and right now you've got a, uh, at 13 under, you've got a, a four-way tie, and, and Phil's one back evidently just bogeyed a hole, so did Kevin Streelman possibly. But, uh yeah, it's exciting to watch these young players. Yeah, Abraham Answer nearly won it last week, and if not for uh, Webb Simpson, Simpson's great putting, uh, he might have uh, Simpson birdieing five out of the last seven holes yeah. to come back and win that. I I like these shootouts. I don't know if if we have to concern ourselves with this translating into you know post pandemic time uh, it's just if you're excited about golf it's a good time to be excited about it and i think that should sustain itself uh regardless of the uh of the situation we're in travelers uh moved up the tee times today they're playing in threesomes they're expecting uh some storms to pass through this afternoon so right now dustin johnson's got the round going he's six under through 12 he's tied with brendan todd brendan Steele, and first round leader mackenzie hughes who shot a course record 10 under 60 and had a putt for 59 on 18 on thursday they're all 13 under abraham answer in the middle of it again he's tied with kevin streelman phil mickelson and will gordon at 12 under Kevin Nana group at 11 under Bryson DeChambeau is at 10 under. So plenty of big names up top. Phil uh, looking to win at the age of 50. Uh, he's got the aviators on, but again, this, this is going to be another uh, fun ride. It'll be interesting to see though, whatever weather passes through, if it dumps a lot of rain, 
how that will affect things for the final round. Yeah, players hate rain, and they particularly hate wind. And if the wind kicks up at all, uh, I don't know what the weather in Connecticut's going to be like. Uh, anything can happen in early summer. Uh, <clears throat> being a New Englander, kind of, I, I know that uh, you can get some of those humid days where a thunderstorm can come up in a heartbeat. Uh, it's it's really, we've talked about the leaderboard. One young player, Murakawa, is, he had 23 straight, uh, a streak of 23 straight made cuts. He missed the cut this week. He said it'll be a learning experience for him. That's a nice attitude, but I'm sure he's disappointed he didn't. It was too uh, shy of Tiger's rookie record. Yeah, of 25, which is really fantastic when you think about it. Um, but when you see Kevin Na near the the top of the leaderboard, you know the golf course is not a super long golf course. Right. Uh, and when you see Phil up there uh, and, and players hitting a lot of three-woods off the tee, the only guy not hitting a lot of three-woods is Bryson DeChambeau and it. And he probably should think about it, um, or at least get a uh, learn how to putt in a little better short game. When he when he figures out how to develop the touch in his short game with his new Hulkalicious body, then he could be scary. But we'll have to. I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. But uh, our buddy Jeff Sanders is standing by for us, so uh, let's take a break. We'll check in with him and kind of. As somebody who uh, runs four different tournaments on the two tours, uh, kind of get a glimpse of what he's taking away from how these first couple have run post-COVID. And uh, he joins us next. Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 8617 this morning. Jason Swigard, Harold Bluestein here with you. And joining us now, our good buddy. Jeff Sanders, we found him. You got you were you were stuck in the air last week. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been a wild ride, man. It's been a wild ride the last few weeks. No question. It's been going on, huh? It's crazy. Yeah. Sorry, I missed last week with the the air travel, but uh, traveling by air right now isn't what it once was, my friend. No, well, that was my first question: uh, uh, commercial or charter? Uh, starts with a C. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, uh, last row in the middle seat, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I was uh, one of those things where it was, I was in a place I had to had to go the other way, and I just couldn't get going. And next thing I knew, I was on the tarmac, so I apologize, guys. <laughs> no, not a problem. I'm, yeah. I'm curious what, what air travel is like or will be like when people start. And I know some people are already doing that. The guys are on the PGA Tour. Uh, All right. The second thing is I haven't talked to you since uh, everybody knows uh, Lagadier Sports uh, and and working with you, but you guys have had a, a name change in the company now, Sport 5. Sport 5, yeah. Yeah, well, so Sport 5 is, uh, you know, is the new owner of Lagadier Sports, uh, at least a great percentage of it. Lagadier still owns some of it, but uh, it's a company that's a worldwide sports marketing company like Lagadier Sports was, but focused only on sports, whereas Lagadier had lots of duty-free shops, publishing companies. Arno Lagadier had a lot of different businesses around the world, and he decided to sell off the sports piece, of which golf is a part of that, of course, with Steve Loy representing Phil Mickelson and John Rahm, and, and on the talent side, golf talent side, and then our events being on the event side. So um, we're still business as usual, really, no, no real big changes. They just want to invest in what we're doing, and help us grow and uh so we're excited about it is this uh gonna represent maybe an opportunity probably not now the the business climate being that it is but an opportunity are they gonna go maybe after running some more golf tournaments other than the four that you've got now well interesting we've you know the tournaments that we're running now i mean are are going well but at the same time you know there's so much change right now there's so many question marks with what's going to happen you know, we were talking yesterday about the American Express event that we run in January down in PGA West on the PGA Tour. And we were talking about how are we going to be dealing with COVID-19 there? Is that going to be what we call the COVID-19 golf model, which basically is no fans and in most cases no pro-am and no, no musical concerts, which we love. And so very, very different. And so, the, you know, we've you got to prepare for all different scenarios. And we're going to we think we need to prepare for that because, it appears that this thing is, is going to be with us for a while. And so it's putting a bunch of, I mean, in every sport, you know, we know that, college football, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. It's really a cloud that's kind of hanging over the top, and uh, 
we have to be careful and like Jay Monahan at the PGA Tour is trying to do right now, keep everybody inside the bubble. And even at that, there have been a couple of you know instances, as you know, recently that have happened. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. So uh, the answer is yes, but but the question is when, you know, based on what's going on. Yeah, Jeff, I wanted to pursue that just a little more. And when you sit down in these meetings, are you coming up with uh, plan A, plan B, various scenarios? How do yeah. you deal with it? Well, it's usually about four scenarios. There's there's what we call the golf festival model that we're that we've sort of become known for. That's the that's model A, mm-hmm. and then model B would be where you can't have shoulder to shoulder contact. So when you can't have shoulder to shoulder contact, what you lose is of course concerts because everybody always gets shoulder to shoulder when you got a packed a packed concert. So those don't work. Um, any lines of any kind, you know, buffets, bars. Mm-hmm registration, tea prizes, on and on and on and on doesn't work. Uh, sitting around tables of 8 or 10 doesn't work. So you basically end up without being able to have, a, uh, you know, fans because when fans come out, you know, they congregate. The pro-ams go from shotguns to starting times because that way you can stagger people in and stagger people out. It, they go to every amateur in the pro-am riding his or her own golf cart and setting a box breakfast, a box lunch, or a box dinner on the passenger seat. I mean, it gets crazy. So, obviously, the economics are highly impacted. Harold, you've got, when you don't have fans, you don't have ticket sales. When you don't have a pro-am, you don't have all the pro-am sales. And so it really becomes challenging to give any money to charity, which is what the PGA Tour and our events are all known for, is putting on a first-class tournament, but also leaving behind a, a good amount of money for the charity. So, yes, but there's about four models. There's the business as usual. There's the no fans, but you have a pro-am. There's no fans and no pro-am. I guess there's three models. And then there's cancellation because, you know, you don't, you can't make it work financially. And so you just say, like John Deere did and a bunch of other tournaments that you've seen cancel on the Corn Ferry Tour and the PGA Tour and the Champions Tour, where they just made a business decision to say, based on where we are, this thing has no chance to make any money. Matter of fact, it's going to lose money. And so why would we run the tournament? And so that's the fourth model, which is the unfortunate one. So you mentioned the economics there and the, the finances. What impact does lack of fans and lack of that celebratory atmosphere have on, on the tournament as a whole? Well, for example, you can't. we had 60 skyboxes that we'd sold at the Safeway Open in Napa for this year. Well, when you can't have fans then you can't have you can't do skyboxes and all that revenue goes away because if I own a skybox on the 18th green I can't invite Harold and Jason to come mm-hmm. because you can't get through the gate so now all of a sudden I don't have any guests I'm sitting there by myself in the skybox the other part is one of my favorite restaurants in Portland is Cafe Mingo up on 21st and there's about 44 seats in there I know that because we've rented it a few times for our company Christmas dinners and things well Michael Cronin the owner I I'm not speaking for him, but I would guess if he has to social distance, it might be half as many seats that he can use. No different than an airplane right now. I'm going to be flying out again on Monday, and and I asked the question, are you selling both you know window seats and aisle? They said, no, just window, uh, no aisles, so to keep people apart, right? So mm. at the end of the day, a small restaurant is a lot like a hospitality suite. You get at the Safeway Open or the American Express or the Winco Foods Portland Open, there's about 40 seats in a skybox. Well, when you social distance and you can't sit shoulder to shoulder, it ends up being 15 or 20. Well, it doesn't work because now you can't have enough guests come to make it really pencil out. So you lose, you lose hospitality when you don't have fans. You lose, you lose all the revenue from, from ticket sales that in our case normally go to charity, but you lose that. Um, and then, you know, the, the venues that you normally have, you know, no one's going to be in them, so you don't need those, so those go away like on number 12 over at uh, Pumpkin Ridge on mm-hmm. uh, with Charlotte Grove over there. If you don't have any fans, of course, you wouldn't have the beer and wine garden over there. And it just goes on, and of course, no concerts, and it goes on and on. And all this stuff is sponsored. In other words, economically, it's a huge hit. What The biggest hit of all is the Pro-Am. Because, like, for example, again, the American Express, we'll have 156 amateurs playing the Pro-Am. And, of course, it's unique because they play Thursday, Friday and Saturday actually in the tournament with the pros. So I don't know if people know that, but down there, let's say again that, that you buy a you buy a pro am spot, which were thirty thousand dollars for one spot. 
and you play three days. You play Thursday. Let's say it's again Harold and Jeff are in it. We're 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 a team, so we play Thursday with play hard, Jeff. Pros. Yeah, we play. We play. We, yeah, right on. But but the point is, is it is it if you times it out by the math, right? One hundred and fifty six times thirty. That money, if you don't have a pro am, that goes away. So it's a huge hit economically to use to lose a pro am on any tour. Jeff Sanders is our guest. Uh, he's the president of uh, Golf Events Now for Sport Five, uh, executive director of uh, the tournament here, the Winco Foods Portland Open. And I guess uh, uh, we'll finish up with just the latest. What is there anything definite you are able to put down for the Winco at this point, or where are you in the process of being able to know what you're going to do? Yeah, we're right there on the on the we're, we're on the lip. We're hanging on the lip. Um, now we're in we're in good shape. I think you know we've got this recent spike here was not great, but I think that we'll be fine. Um, this next week or two are key. You know, I mean everything is, you know, as you know, I mean Disneyland. You know, they walked back Disneyland yeah. yesterday. They're going to open it now. They're not. Um, so we just have our fingers crossed. Everything's going to that everything's going to happen in five or six weeks at Pumpkin, and we think it is. We just have to you know, plan to have a great event again for the seventh year in a row. And, uh, but on the, on the other hand, we've got to be ready for anything, but I'm, we're planning on having the tournament. We're planning on it, but we'll have to wait and see what it's going to look like and really what model we're going to be able to lay down out there. So our team's amazing. They are working night and day, seven days a week, preparing for our three tournaments, Winco Portland open, Albertsons Boise open and the Safeway open in Napa. They're preparing for anything. They really are, and it's it's amazing how how when when the you know when your back's against the wall and you're, you you got to be ready when someone says okay we can do this but we can't do that we can do this but we can't do that you got to be you got to say okay we got that right here on the shelf let's pull that model off the shelf and let's put it in play but in order to do that you've got to have the best people mm-hmm. and I've said this and you've heard me say it yep. I mean it I have the best people in the in the world on my team. There's no better group of 25 people running golf events in the world. I mean that sincerely. Uh, they are amazing, and they're ready to go. They're super flexible. One of our comments we talk about, you got to be fluid because flexible is too rigid. Um, and it's true. So right now this is a test, and we look at it kind of like the tour school, you know, or getting your law, you know, getting, getting, your, getting your law degree or what have you, getting your, you know, getting your card. I mean, this is where this is where you find out really how good you are because you've got to be ready for anything, and it's not like running one tournament a year in your hometown with perfect conditions. I mean, that's a that's kind of a two footer, you know. Yeah. This is different. This is a thirty foot side hill or it's on a sheet of ice, <laughs> and you got to be you got to be able yeah. to figure out how to nudge it down there and hopefully drip it in. Nope. As, 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 as Harold knows, you got to hit a Jerry Mold. You got to drip, <laughs> drip one over the front lip there, Mosey. Yeah. I said to Moles one time, I said, hey, Moles, have you ever hit a putt like Tom Watson, like in the back of the hole? All you is drip in like a water drip, that last little drip. <laughs> he goes, hey, man, he, he goes, well, I, that's why I'm in the pro shop, Jeff. You, you know that. I'm not, I'm not out on Champions Tour. Just a few years ago, by the way. I think he threw the flag at me on the eighth green one time at Columbia. We were playing for some cash, and I had him seven down after seven. He, I think I think he did throw the flag. He said, if you couldn't putt, you couldn't play. Well, you know what I'm talking about, Moldy. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you little piece of center, you little popcorn popper. He said, if you, couldn't, if you couldn't putt, you couldn't play a lick. I said, well. You might be right, Jerry, but last time I checked, putting's rather important in this game, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah, you got that right. Oh, man. Uh, I just saw Mosey down at PGA West. You know, he's teaching golf at PGA West half the year, I guess, and he and Laurie are down there, and great to run into him. Uh, I said, are you 80 yet, Mold? <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> yeah, he's, he is, definitely. And he's playing pro-ams up here now. He's stripping it into the cup up here. Uh, <laughs> it's at about 150 off the tee. I think, it's, I think it's fair to say, Harold, that Jerry Moles has never, never had a putt in his life at the back of the lift. Never won. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the back of the rim, Jason, when yep. you're shooting hoops. Yeah. Your ball just goes up and down to the net, and it never touches the back of the rim. <laughs> oh, Jeff Sanders, uh, thank you so much, sir, uh, for hey guys, uh, taking a few minutes. And hopefully uh, hopefully we will get some better news here uh, as uh, yeah. time goes on and we're all able to uh, reconvene out of pumpkin in a couple of months. But until then, for sure. be safe, fly safely. Uh, hopefully uh, your journeys will uh, bring you back here safe and sound in August. 
All right, Jason. Swing hard in case you hit it. I'll That's talk right. to you later. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Sanders, is our buddy from uh, the Winko Foods Portland Open and now Sport 5. And, uh, yeah, they're just uh, – I can't imagine – Every day, something new changes, and uh, they're paying close attention to what's going on on the PGA and the Corn Ferry Tour. So uh, we'll just keep our fingers crossed that uh, things can uh, improve here in the next month for them. But when we come back, we're making the turn here. Our buddy John Grothy, who's the uh, head golf professional down at Willamette uh, Country Club, he's going to join us uh, talk about his 100-hole uh, challenge, uh, raising some money for the Children's Cancer uh uh, Children's Cancer Association and uh, how things are going down there at Willamette Valley here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Bluestein. It's time to ask the pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. 834 here this morning, Golf in the Northwest. Center and Saint following us and then it's another uh, Ducks football classic uh, the, what are we doing today? I think it's the uh, 2011, no, it's 2015 Rose Bowl, I think. I don't know. <laughs> That's what we got for you. Yeah. Coming up. Sorry. But joining us right now, it's our good buddy, John Grothy. We haven't talked to John for a while. He's now the uh, head golf professional down at uh, Willamette Valley Country Club. Uh, you may have run into him. Uh, he served as the uh, head professional at the OGA course uh, down in Woodburn. Uh, former uh, Oregon PGA Professional of the Year, but most recently uh, took on the 100-hole challenge to help raise some money for the Children's Cancer Association, and uh, all went well. Good morning, John. Uh, have your arms recovered yet from swinging that many times? Good morning, uh, good morning, guys. Great to be on with you this morning. And, uh, yeah, it's funny. As you get older, uh, it seems like you continue to just get more and more sore as you go. So, uh, a little bit beat up right now, but really excited and really happy with how everything went. So, John, how did this 100-hole challenge come about? What was the the background? Has it always been around, or is this something new? Well, it's, yeah, Harold, great question. We're, we're actually been inspired by uh, Gay Davis, who was 10 years ago started the Golf for Joy uh, tournament out of Pumpkin Ridge to benefit the Children's Cancer Association. And he's done just an amazing job in the past 10 years. So for me, four years ago, I took that inspiration and I said, what can I do? Uh, how can I help? And uh, 100 Holes is quite an enormous undertaking, as the same with uh, the kids that we serve at CCA when they undertake uh, fighting cancer. So for me, it was just a natural progression to get involved and be able to try and uh, generate some some revenue and support for the uh, for the Children's Cancer Association. And it's just continued to grow uh, every year. So uh, in terms of dollars, how well has it done over a period of time? And, and how did you do this year? I understand you had to make birdies. Uh, you make any? <laughs> yeah, we had, uh, we had five golf professionals here at Willamette Valley uh, donate their time and their effort. And so we played 500 holes together. Um, and, you know, 100 holes each, and we made 74 birdies uh, as a team. I, I had 18, so that's quick math, that's 18%. Uh, and to answer your question, uh, yeah. you like that? Uh, I do. I like, uh, yeah, I like the stats on that. That appeals to yeah, me. Well, <laughs> and Golf for Joy, golf, it, the overall organization, Golf for Joy for CCA, has raised over $2 million uh, for the Children's Cancer Association. And so we're just trying to do our part here at Willamette Valley. And we're starting, you know, with the pandemic, uh, this last week would have normally been the golf tournament that we have, and, and Gay's tournament has done so well. But with the pandemic, we had to do something else. We had to still be able to get the, the message out and still be able to generate revenue. And so we've taken it from just a simple golf tournament at one facility and started to employ other people to do their own marathons uh, to be able to, again, to continue to try and, get some money because obviously in this pandemic things are going sideways but cancer hasn't stopped and kids are still um suffering you know serious illnesses and still need support and cca is just amazing with their programs and delivering joy around the country this is an organization that's based in portland oregon uh but yet it serves kids all over the country and it's just a phenomenal organization to be involved in 
John Grothy is our guest, head golf pro down at Willamette Valley Country Club. And uh, as uh, some people have found during this time, uh, more time on their hands, more ability to uh, either discover golf or rediscover golf and are kind of setting up for their own golf marathons, whether it's uh, the ability to play 36 in a day or do 100 hole. If you're going to have a big uh, weekend of golf or, or try and do one of those 100 hole challenges, what are some of the th- I mean, as a golf pro going through it, how do you prepare for that? What do you need to do? How long do you need to be ready to, to go to actually play, you know, regular golf for that long a period? Well, it's a, it's a great question. And, and, you know, just so you know, 100 holes is five rounds plus 10 holes in one day. It took us 10 hours and 23 minutes. We were in a golf cart. Um, and I, I took the uh, – my preparation was to rest and hydrate um, because I just knew we were going to be on our feet for a long time. Uh, obviously, you've got to get the golf swings in. Uh, you know, uh, par for 400 hole, uh, for 100 holes is 400. So that's a lot of motion. Um, so just trying to hit balls, stay loose, limber up. Uh, I didn't do my normal workout routine before and just because I wanted to store up some energy. But afterwards, you just get flat exhausted. And then during the playing of that, it's about conservation of energy. It's about uh, not taking practice swings. It's, uh, there was, uh, you know, uh, a couple times where we said, okay, we're not going to look for that golf ball because it just takes too much time. Um, so it's, it's about, you know, continuing to go through, continuing to, to do that. And then ultimately, once you get to it's the 72nd, 75th holes, then you really start talk, talking and thinking about the mission. And uh, it's, a, it's a drag. It's a grind. It is a marathon. Uh, but then it, you start thinking about the kids that you're serving, and it, it just, just becomes a lot easier and, and just really joy, joyful, to be honest with you. John, let's talk for a moment, and thank you very much for your service uh, as a PGA professional. I just was online uh, reading your bio. There's a lot of things here that that uh, we have in common. Uh, we're both uh, uh, using our political science degrees to great use as golf <laughs> professionals, and, and we've had almost as many positions in the golf business as, <laughs> as one another. But uh, now you're at Willamette Valley Country Club. It's a great facility. I've uh, got a brand new workout facility. Uh, is that where you do your morning workout now? <laughs> uh, and yes, thank you, Harold. When you're when you're old and you've been in the business so long, you tend to have worn many hats, right? <laughs> That's right. Uh, yes, I've been here at Willamette Valley for the past four years, and we've developed quite a culture. That the members are phenomenal. We not only have uh, a brand-new $3 million fitness and pool facility that is now open for our membership, but also a phenomenal performance center that has Titleist Callaway, TaylorMade uh, Cobra, Srixon, and all available that's actually open to the public. If Scott Rath and Paul Benson, who are amazing PGA professionals, uh, I think they're the best fitters on the West Coast, and they just happen to be here in uh, in Oregon and at Willamette Valley. They're phenomenal. So at Willamette, we have uh, everything for everybody. We have the serious golfer covered. We have the social golfer covered, and we have the new beginning golfer covered. So anybody who wants to be involved in golf, Willamette Valley is a phenomenal place to call home. I know that how good Paul is. I had one of my students out there this past week, and uh, – he is a great club fitter, very patient, uh, does not try to teach you a golf swing. He's there to find the best golf club for you, and he does a phenomenal job. Scott Rath, of course, a great teacher, and you yourself uh, are a great, you're a great teacher. Uh, I was noticing during your, uh, I think there was a video on TV, I showed you making a couple of swings with this unbelievable tempo. I don't know whether you uh, your tempo is always the same or you were kind of reserving or uh, saving it up for 100 holes, but it looked great. Any uh, well, any tips for our uh, listeners today? Well, absolutely. You brought up Scott and Paul of the fitting. You know, they combine both the science and the art of fitting just unbelievably well, and it's a pleasure to work with those two gentlemen. Uh, to answer your question, uh, I was watching actually the same video, and I was thinking how slow my golf swing looked. I thought I was going really fast and, uh, <laughs> and was really putting a move on it. But it was like uh, butter. I appre- <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, tempo and timing for me is so critical, and finding golf 
golf swing and, and finding your own rhythm. You know, we're all different, whether you're a Freddie Couples who has supple and very smooth, an Ernie Els comes to mind, or if you're a Tiger Woods or Ben Hogan, who more of the slasher striker of the golf ball. Um, I think it's important for golfers to understand who they are, um, to be able to find a golf swing and find an instructor that can support who they are. And, and again, the tempo, timing, each club is different. Each length of the club is different. But for me in the 100 holes, it, it was kind of fun because when you put that many swings together, it was I was able to find a nice tempo that worked for me for sure. Well, John, you and I worked together as uh, president and vice president of the Oregon chapter. And what we are most proud of is our contributions to charities overall. And can you uh, inform our listeners or educate them as far as how much we contribute to our community? You know, you're right, Harold. And, and as PGA professionals, we're positioned in such a great position to be able to to give back to our community. And all of our 400 golf professionals around the state are uh, extremely engaged in charitable um, um, endeavors, whether it's hosting events and putting in the the time and effort to be able to facilitate literally hundreds of charities from the church groups and the school bands that need need help uh, to your local food banks and everything else, all the way up to the larger uh, Children's Cancer Association and March of Dimes and Make-A-Wish Foundation. And our golf professionals are truly connected with all of those, both uh, professionally and privately like I am with CCA. And I can't give you, we're taking surveys now, I can't give you a dollar amount, but it is literally in the millions of dollars that, that our PGA professionals are, are donating or being involved with in our great state. And so it is, you're right, it is an honor to be able to represent and to give back to our community and uh, our PGA professionals. Thank you so much, uh, John Grothy, head golf pro down at Willamette Valley Country Club. Uh, congratulations on uh, the 100 Hole Challenge and uh, the donations you guys were able to raise for the CCA. And uh, hopefully things start turning around. We can get back to having the uh, the larger, uh, those tournaments, uh, to be able to donate more to, to the charitable uh, needs of our area. You're exactly right. You know, golf's figured out at least how to play and, there's been a resurgence with, with this, with uh, rounds being up and being able to still be socially um, uh, safe and, and social distance measures being taken. But you're right. Uh, golf is a great pathway to be able to engage in the community and, and at the same time be able to drive a lot of revenue towards some very worthy causes. So, gentlemen, I really appreciate the exposure and the support. So thank you very much. Thank you, John. Take care, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, get to see you sometime soon. That'd be great, gentlemen. Thanks, guys. All right, there you go, John Grothy, head golf pro down at Willamette Valley Country Club. Uh, you can uh, just check out their webpage, and, and the facilities are unbelievable. As he said, that the fitting there, um, service that they have set up, it is available for the public, and so you can call. You'll need to call and make an appointment and, and that sort of thing, but they've got all the major manufacturers there and can get you fitted properly. Yeah, if you have any questions or you want to hook up with Paul Benson, you can contact me or you can contact uh, John Grothy at Willamette Valley and they will put you in touch with Paul or Scott Rath. All right, we'll uh, got a few minutes. So we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the COVID cases that are uh, cropping up. Uh, maybe a thought on uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, and what he's been showing since he bulked up, it's still been the uh, talk of the tour outside of uh, COVID since we've returned. As we wrap things up here, Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Thanks again to Jeff Sanders and John Grothy for uh, joining us here. Uh, once again, Harold and I will uh, enjoy a Saturday off for the 4th of July. So no show next week, but we'll be back uh, the following July 11th. And uh, hopefully we'll see how all of this starts to play out on the PGA Tour. They got through the first two tournaments fairly cleanly. Uh, but this week they have had numerous players withdraw uh so brooks kepka the first was cameron champ on tuesday he actually tested positive for covid brooks kepka and graham mcdowell's caddies were testing positive chase kepka who's brooks younger brother actually monday qualified but because he had been in contact uh, around people he withdrew webb simpson had a family member test positive 
And then uh, after round one, Denny McCarthy tested positive. Bob Cauley was his playing partner. He withdrew. Today, Jason Day uh, was waiting for results, so he requested to play alone. They put him teeing off on 10, and uh, his test came back negative. But uh, Jay Monahan, the tour commissioner there earlier in the week, he went up there, he had a press conference. They were concerned maybe they were going to pull the plug, but I think he's telling all the guys what you do when you're away from the course indeed does have an impact and you cannot be too careful if they are to keep this thing alive allowing the opportunity for the guys to play and make money and put on entertainment for us while we're all craving for sports they have to be diligent no matter if they're at the course or where they go next yeah the very idea that they can create a bubble is is almost ludicrous they they might be successful at the site even though uh, Nick Watney was uh, tested positive, and yet he was allowed to be on the driving range until the test results came back. That was a, a huge oversight on their part. Yeah. So um, let's first examine the fact that there isn't any bubble. They're, uh, they're trying their best, and I applaud their efforts. But what players do between rounds, leaving the golf course, deciding that they don't want to stay at area hotels that have been vetted. Uh, they go out to dinner with one another and uh, and with the public. It uh, does create a problem. And I think they're beginning – this is hitting all the players. Yeah. They now appreciate the seriousness of this situation. If they don't, they're stupid. And I know there's a lot of people out there who think this thing's way overblown. People, it is not overblown. You can, If you talk to some of these players, they'll say, you know, I thought this was not going to be a, a problem. And right now they are scared to death that they're going to lose their source of income and their lifestyle uh, because one or two players are not following all these CDC guidelines. So... Uh, what do, what does Webb Simpson have well, to he say said, in a tweet? Uh, he's happy to report the Simpson family is all tested negative for COVID-19. They appreciate the outpouring of support from fans. So hopefully that means Webb will be able to uh, rejoin the tour. He never tested positive, but somebody in his family was displaying symptoms. Mm -hmm. So I think he did. Brooks uh, had a statement earlier that it, he was negative, but his caddy tested positive, and he didn't want to be the reason why somebody else might on the tour and pass it along. So I think you're seeing, you know, those guys that are at the top of their games and, and some of the most notable names using an abundance of caution if there's any question, they got to step away. And if they only have to step away for a week or two to keep the whole thing going, then that's what they got to do. Well, and I think, and I applaud those players who have tested negative and yet are willing to step back and say, I think we need to, I personally yeah. need to protect the rest of the field. Uh, now, how is the rest of the field doing uh, throughout this? I th I. Th how are they playing and responding uh, with their golf? I think they're trying to do their best just to get out there, yeah. play, concentrate on their golf, and put this dark cloud kind of as far away from them as they can and yet appreciate the importance or the, the gravity of it. Well, from from a spectator standpoint, from watching, I think the the entertainment's been great. Yeah, they're, do you miss fans on TV? I don't at all. Not so much with golf. I haven't noticed it the way I've noticed. I've seen some of the European soccer matches. You can definitely, it, there's something lacking. Uh, but for a regular golf tournament, no, I think it's been, I think it's been great. The drama's been great. The play, uh, you wondered how much rust there would be. Now, I don't know how much of that has to do with the courses and how they're being set up and, and if they're favorable. We'll see if we get to uh, the PGA Championship in in August that's going to be played at uh, Harding Park. And they no fans dial that up. There won't be fans, but they got the green light. It is going to be at uh, Harding Park there in uh, the San Francisco area. So that's I, going forward. They really wanted it. There. I know the course wanted it. They'd love to have fans out. And sure. maybe if all goes well, they'll get one back whenever the next opening in the in the rotation comes. Um, I understand how important it is to have fans, 
for the financial success of a tournament. Uh, and, that's the, and that is the overriding sentiment. A lot of guys are saying, hey, we can go out here and play week to week, but the Ryder Cup is the one where they're saying the fans are such an integral part of that specific golf event that if we need to postpone it a year, I think more players are coming down on the side of doing that. Well, if you did see an article saying that the Ryder Cup had been postponed to 2021, that is untrue. They haven't decided that yet. No, it is definitely not. Um, I, it, I'm kind of being a PJ professional uh, and on the um, with some insight or information, inside information, I can tell you that it is still under discussion. They just came out with the announcement that there wouldn't be fans at the PGA Championship but they have not made any decision on whether the Ryder Cup would be played. Now, I can tell you that I don't miss some guy in the gallery yelling out, Mashed you know, potatoes. yeah, it's in the hole and you the man and all yeah. that garbage. Uh, I don't miss that at all. Or Caddy's having to tell people to quiet down. I'm, And you can see the golf courses for what they are. There's not yeah. a bunch of stuff and people around it. So to me, it has a visual appeal that you don't normally get when you get a lot of fans there. Yep, indeed. So we'll be watching that. Uh, thanks again, Jeff Sanders of Sport 5 and uh, John Grothy, the head pro at Lambeth Valley Country Club, for joining us this morning. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. So everybody, uh, enjoy your uh, Independence Day weekend. Please be do safe it safely. And, yes. Uh, that goes for all aspects, fireworks, social distancing, all that sort of thing. And uh, we'll talk to you all in two weeks. Thanks to Will. As always, for Harold, I'm Jason. Hit him straight. Now, how would I adjust? Well, I've got to choke down on my club a little bit. Fiji's uh, in Europe. Uh... <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.